and welcome to Labors in the Harvest with Kevin Folger. This podcast is a weekly conversation about the gospel and the work that God is doing through those who labor for him. Kevin Folger, your host, is a man with over four decades of ministry experience. For 41 years, he served on the pastoral staff of Cleveland Baptist Church in Cleveland, Ohio. He currently serves as a North America Director of Spiritual Leadership Asia, a ministry that assists those endeavoring to preach the gospel and plant Baptist churches in the 1040 window with a particular focus on Asia. Now here's Kevin with this week's Labors in the Harvest podcast. This is Labors in the Harvest podcast, and uh, we want to thank you for returning, and, or if this is your first time, thank you for joining us today. Uh, I've been speaking, and we've been having a conversation. I started it last in our last episode last week with Evangelist Dave Young, and uh, Brother Young has been in the field of evangelism since 1994, and I don't know how many mess, uh, how many meetings you've held here at the Cleveland Baptist Church, but it's been a ton. It's been a lot. Through the years, and... Uh, I would say, uh, and I'm not just because you're here, I would say this, regardless if you're here or not, but probably one of our church's favorite guest preachers and evangelists ever to come through the uh, the, the uh, halls of the Cleveland Baptist Church is Brother Dave Young. Brother Dave, you and I, we met, um, again, I think it was at a fellowship meeting. It I think was. it was the first time I ever met you. I was uh, I had just become the pastor here, and you had just, I think, moved to Ohio or mm-hmm. were just starting out in the field of evangelism, yes. as you recall. And uh, and I and uh, your father-in-law introduced you at that fellowship meeting, and I thought, well, you know, he's a young guy, and I'd like to have you, and so we invited you to chapel. You want to tell I that story? Re- I remember that. <laughs> I remember coming to chapel, and uh, I remember several things. One is that chapel went, was great, yeah. and uh, I never dreamed it was the beginning of the relationship <laughs> I have with so many of your people, uh-huh. and and even with you and your family. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I remember that you weren't here. You had gotten a call or had to go to a hospital visit or something. And so when I started preaching, a whole row of staff guys came in and sat in the back and then afterwards took me to lunch. Mm -hmm. And one of your staff guys said, well, the reason we came is because Pastor couldn't be here, so he sent us all to chapel to check you out to see if he wanted to have you again. (laughs) And so either they lied to you or something, because later then uh, you invited me back. Mm -hmm. And and it really did be, it's been, uh, your church has been one of the highlight churches well, of our ministry. You know, again, it was uh, it's just been a thrill through the years. And God's brought a lot of good people through here. But as I said, I, I think our people would say that you would be one of their favorites. There's no question about that. Um, Brother Young, you're here this weekend. And, uh, of course, we're right in the middle of the, of the COVID-19 2020 issues. And you preached a great message this morning at the church about how to deal with uh, the, the difficulties of society when things go go strong and how you stay the course and keep praying and and all those kind of things from Daniel chapter 6. And again, it was a great message. Um, I want to back up a little bit. We were talking about, you know, your call to evangelism and, and how you submitted that. And I think it was at the Bill Rice Ranch, was that correct? Yes, sir. When, yes, when sir. you were serving a mm-hmm. summer internship there. So you went back and finished your college education. And I think it was in your last year uh, college that God brought your life, uh, uh, wife, Beth Lee, into yes. your life. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. That is correct. Okay. And then you guys got married how long after college? We were uh, a year after. Okay. I worked for the college for a year. It was okay. a you know transition time. Mm-hmm. I traveled. Mm-hmm. I was a travel uh, staff okay. and preached in chapels and churches. My wife taught in a Christian school in Pennsylvania. Okay. And then uh, right after that, we got married that next summer. And okay. 
and we've been on the road ever since. So did you continue on for another year with the college? Was it two years? We did. The two okay. of us traveled okay. for a year. I'd had a two-year commitment, and we traveled, and we were praying about a third-year commitment. We mm-hmm. were seeking God. Okay, mm-hmm. God, what are you doing? And and uh, we, we someone told me uh, in our scheduling that a lot of my friends had said, you know, this is a great way to get started in evangelism. Mm-hmm. And I took a different approach. I, I said, God, what do you want us to do now? Mm-hmm. And, and I felt like that's what the Lord wanted me to do. So Bethany and I just jumped in and said, let's just serve in this ministry. Let's mm-hmm. give it all we got. And of course, we learned things about evangelism, but we didn't see it as a stepping stone as right. much as we saw it. This is our job. Right. And we were praying at the end of those two years, God, should we sign for a third year and or not? And it was very interesting. As we started praying over the next month of praying that five men contacted us, and asked to schedule us for for meetings wow. in the next year. Mm. We took that to mean, okay, God mm. is going to begin opening doors, mm. and we started walking through them. So mm. we left the ministry there and stepped into full-time evangelism, moved to Ohio. Yeah. And I, I based out of Ohio for 18 years right. after that. Yeah. So you married uh, Brother Jim Dennis's daughter, yes, Beth sir. Lee, and uh, you guys make a great team. So uh, God's given you five children? Yes, sir. Okay. And... Uh, a couple of your kids have finished college already. They're married and they are. in the ministry. Isn't that great? I just great? can't believe it. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, it it is. is. And Matthew, our our third, second son, third child, is is in, headed for ministry and mm-hmm. serving this summer in a mm-hmm. church in Indiana. And mm-hmm. he's he's probably going to be you know getting engaged before too long. Yeah, and, yeah. So we're moving right along yeah. here. It's amazing. They they uh, they go away and they bring others back with them. They <laughs> do, and we like it. It's yeah, awesome. it's great. Isn't it? <laughs> and then you've got two more. Yes, sir. Uh, Jake and Jake Charity. Jake is a senior. Yeah. Charity's in seventh grade. Okay. So. All right. Well, uh, over the years, what have you seen as you've traveled America, um, and not only America, but you've gone to the mission fields mm-hmm. and, and done meetings. So what are, you, what are you seeing are some of the trends, um, some good things, maybe some things that are a little bit disturbing to you mm-hmm. as a, a man that's in the, in the ministry, seeing maybe some changes that are a little bit disheartening or, or whatever. Can you speak to any of that? Sure, I can. Uh, and, and, you know, part of the thing that I have witnessed for these 20, almost 27 years now of, of traveling as an evangelist is that regardless of the size of the church, a heart for souls, a heart for God, a faith, it works. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be trendy. Right. You don't have to be the coolest, mm-hmm. you know, the hippest guy in town. But a, 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 any, any man who loves God and loves people and goes out. He's, he's hospitable. Mm-hmm. He goes after souls and he wins souls. He may have a church the size of, of yours here at Cleveland mm-hmm. Baptist, or he may have a church that runs 50 or less, mm-hmm. but a church that runs 50 or less that's seeing people saved and there's new converts there is a church that's alive. Yeah. It's a church that is seeing the ministry go forward. Some guys do pastor larger churches. Some guys do pastor smaller ones. We've had phenomenal meetings in small churches and, and they were phenomenal because the pastor was doing exactly what he should have been doing. Whether you're small or large, there's some things that are given. Yeah. And, and the, the trends do come and go. There are things happening now that I, I actually never thought I would ever, ever even have a discussion about, let alone mm-hmm. see it coming to, 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 you know, to play, to, to, to coming to pass mm-hmm. rather. Uh, even, even like the textual issues. When I first started, if you were fundamental Baptist, you were King James only. Right. That was a given. Mm-hmm. And, and boy, it's not anymore. No, I, know. I, I have any number of friends that are independent, Baptist, fundamental, but would not be King James only. In fact, maybe using a new King James or a MEV or an ESV. Mm-hmm. I never dreamed I would see that. Right. right. And, and, you know, sometimes I have mixed emotions mm-hmm. about those things. 
Um, and, and some of the guys are still, they're soul winning, they're, they're godly. Others are making moves because they want to be hip and cool. Mm-hmm. And here's what I've discovered. It never works. No. You, you can be hip and cool with a big crowd or a small crowd, but the world doesn't care. No. Uh, it's not about whether or not you know, have the coolest music or the, the newest style. It's about whether or not you love souls yeah. and about whether or not you're walking with God. In our family, uh, you know, we've always wanted our kids to, to have priorities, and the priority being we believe the Bible, we want to be holy, we want to be godly. Uh, we discuss, our family discusses, especially now that I have two kids that are in full-time ministry, a family get-together is, is a sharing of opinions, and I'm the old guy, and uh-huh. we've got young guys and different, you yeah. know, and they, different ministries they're a part of do things a little differently than other sure. ministries. But, but all of us keep going back to the Bible. Mm-hmm. We go back to the Bible. Where should we stand biblically speaking? Right. We don't want to look to the culture for how we stand. Sure. So the trends can be, some of, the, some of our younger guys uh, can err on the side of being very influenced by a cultural mindset uh, as opposed to a biblical mindset. The biggest question is not, what, what do you think about this? The biggest question is, what does the Bible say about Amen. this? Yeah. And, and, and so most of the churches I'm in, though, mo- most of the, the associations I have across the board would be people that love the Lord. We don't dot every I the same way and cross sure. every T the yeah. same way. But we do believe the Bible is the answer, mm-hmm. and we do believe that, that going after souls is essential. Mm-hmm. We believe in holiness. Sure. We, we believe in, in, in biblical standards, not just standards for the sake of having some. Right, right. But there are some that are biblical, sure. and they need to stay biblical yeah. and, and, and be preached. So uh, to answer your question, I guess I would sum it up in two ways. Uh, trendiness doesn't matter at all if you're doing the work. Mm-hmm. And I think it's fine. I mean, you know, like the church here uh, has screens and mm-hmm. has a platform that's updated. And mm-hmm. I know after you became the pastor, you updated the auditorium. Mm-hmm. I remember yeah. those, those things are just normal. Right. Those are givens. Yeah. Well, you have to do it. Uh, but or, or I've, been coming to Cle- <laughs> yeah, I've been coming to Cleveland for years, though. And the, the fact of the matter is, it's a, a refreshing thing to be in a place to where the simplicity of the gospel is still the focal point of a church. Right. And your church is proof, the church here is proof that a young man can pastor the church and remain with the right. simplicity of the gospel sure. and, and the simplicity of truth. It's amazing to truth. me as I've traveled, and of course I've been, I don't know how many different meetings, I've, up until the COVID thing, I was out almost every Sunday, I've traveled the country and, uh, you know, been east coast, west coast, you know, up and down the coast. And, mm-hmm. and almost every place I go, I run into somebody who's either been a part of this church or has been influenced by this church and or people who attended here and then moved away. Sure. And the thing they keep saying is, you know, God really worked in my life when I was at the Cleveland Baptist Church. God used that so much. And I think really there's that's something to be said. Um, we're seeing, and, and of course I've been home a little bit more because of the, the, sure. the virus thing, but we're seeing some, some people from this area who would never have thought about darkening the doors of this church, but because we're open and others are not, they're coming. And I think they're seeing there's some there's some things that happen here. Yeah, it's not trendy. We're not singing the newest songs, and there's no praise band or praise team on the platform. These people are very simplistic in their worship, but the the word is so powerful, you know, mm-hmm. because it's studied and and it's unleashed as as the man yep. of God stands there and, and with through the Holy Spirit's power. And I think if we're not careful, we begin to think it's going to take this or that to, to mm-hmm. build a church. It doesn't. It takes right. the power of God. And, and somebody who's willing to put their, their nose to the grindstone and get a message from God sure. and then have excitement in delivering it. You know? right. so. Truth matters. Yeah. And people, 
we're living in a culture even where truth is undermined and ridiculed. Yeah. But truth makes sense, yeah. and truth is logical. And when people come to a church like this and hear truth, mm-hmm. and and I think it can be also part of the you know some some of the churches of our movement would be more trendy or more progressive, mm-hmm. but their redeeming quality, if they have one, is when they continue to teach the Bible. Mm-hmm. And we can disagree on a few of the sure. a few of the issues of maybe a different yeah. style of music, but the the Word of God taught yeah. in this generation is paramount. Yeah. Yeah. And when a church is not teaching the Bible with life. Uh, you know, people come in off the street and they've come into a place where there's joy, mm-hmm. there's spiritual life. They know it mm-hmm. and they want it. Yeah, there's just something about that. There's a there's a dynamic to that, mm-hmm. a synergy or whatever you want to call it. It's the sure. spirit of God. It's it is. Moving. It's God's spirit blessing yeah. God's word. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, as you're thinking about, uh, you know, the, the future and, you know, what's involved in that, of course, part of it is your own family, right? I mean, to me, there's nothing greater than the fact sure. that I have children who love the Lord and are raising my grandkids. I heard somebody say, it's not, you know, you, sometimes we think, you know, the measure of being a parent is our children, but really the measure of being a parent is how your children raise their children, you know? Sure. And, and uh, so it, it gives me a joy to watch my kids work, work with their kids and to see my grandkids now who are growing up and who think, you know, grandma and papa are pretty, pretty cool people because, you know, uh, well, not because we are, but just because they think we are, you know. <laughs> well, but yeah, they love you. That's pretty obvious. Uh, so we're we're uh, we're uh, we're having a, a good time in life. So you're at that point where you don't have any grandchildren yet, but I'm sure in the next couple of years that'll start to Seems happen. Seems to be yeah. on its way. <laughs> so, so what what do you think? Um, uh, again, um, with what you're seeing with the COVID thing. Um, what what are you seeing that's going to come out of that? Do you have any idea how that's going to play out? You know, I don't. I know that uh, it's really, it's caused us in the church to really think through things. What is important? What are we, what can we do without? Mm -hmm. What is a necessity? Absolutely agree. And it's been a real, real challenge for us in that regard. It's also reminded us how that sometimes all the limitations of this generation's COVID situation it makes no difference at all. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, some churches are like uh, really struggling because they have struggled to be able to give the gospel out during this time. Mm-hmm. But other churches, it made no difference at all because they weren't giving out the gospel yeah, before. Right, right, yeah. And and so who knows? I uh, I do think that we are so, and, and if there's a weakness in our movement right now, it might be that we are so influenced by the cultural of news and social media that so many times our focal point is so disjointed because you can go on social media and you get one oh, report goodness, that's yes. positive and you think, well, I agree with that. And the next moment you feel a very emotional negativity. So our emotions are all over the place. Yeah. And it's got to result, if we're going to succeed through this, it's got to result in calling God's people back to his word, yeah. to the well, that's priority. that's exactly what you preached this morning. It, it really, the really yeah, yeah. is the whole yeah, art. Yeah. We've got to stay the course. We've got to stay on. And you know, Daniel's the great proof of that. I, I just, I love been reading through Daniel. Mm-hmm. He's the proof that no matter where you are, no matter who's in charge as far as politics go, yeah. God's people can still do right. right. God's people can still pray and get their prayers yeah. answered and yeah. impact. You know, and here we are. How long has it been? 4,000 years since, no, 3,000 years since Daniel. Mm-hmm. And here we are being blessed by his walk with God from 3,000 years ago in a pagan, ungodly culture. <laughs> And so I, I think, you know, things are different right now, but I do believe God's waking us up. I believe God is using this to stir us, to change us, to help us to think things through and choose what is important. 
Well, I, I told that to a young pastor not long ago. I was out in a meeting, and, and uh, you know, he said, well, you know, we've had to change a lot of things. I said, well, if you're going to change, <laughs> now's the time to make the changes, <laughs> for heaven's sakes, because they're already, this is an yeah, open yeah. opportunity. You know? I know pastors that would never use a screen, but are having to now, because well, yeah. they can't use or, hymnals. Or how many churches yeah. had no you know, live stream, no and, all, live stream. and all of a sudden, yeah. we're live streaming because, you know, it's our yeah. life. We have to. Sure, you know? sure. So, Nothing is hidden now. No, it's on live stream. No, it's right. And uh, again, I, I'm thinking that perhaps more guys gospel has been preached and I think you know, so too and, and more people have heard than we even begin to realize and I don't suppose we'll even know until we get to heaven well I want to thank you for joining me brother Dave thank you so much for being my friend and yeah, it's, uh, being, my honor. Been, it's been a, a blessing through the years and I sure enjoy ha- your company and your spirit yeah, and your we've family. had some good meetings yeah, together we have we sure have and uh, I'm kind of on the other side of it now. You know, I'm not to a point where I can invite people anymore. So I'm, yeah. but I enjoy it when I'm getting. To I, be a part I knew of your your son was the man for the church when he agreed to keep having me. <laughs> <laughs> He's a smart young man. Let me tell you that. Great so, wisdom. <laughs> great wisdom. Well, we want to thank you uh, as listeners to our podcast, uh, "Labors in the Harvest." And again, I hope that you'll join us next week as we uh, interview and talk to someone else who is one of God's labors in His harvest. God bless you and have a great day. Thanks for listening. We hope that you've been encouraged by today's podcast. If you've been helped, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Please feel free to leave us a comment and or a rating. If you'd like more information about Kevin Folger, please visit his website, kevinfolger.com. We invite you to join us next time with more conversations with Kevin and his guests as they tell their story of being laborers in the harvest. Thank you.